Good morning, and welcome to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. I'm your host, John Sumpser, and this morning we're going to be talking with Carol Lehman, who is the CEO of Exonify. I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to talk to her because she is changing the way that that, uh, learning and development works. So, good morning, Carol. How are you? I'm great, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so so th- there's there's so much to cover, but would you start by introducing yourself and you've got this tremendous history um and so so talk a little bit about the tremendous history. Absolutely. Um so I am what is sometimes referred to as a serial entrepreneur. I have been running technology companies for gosh, more than 20 years now. And all of those companies serving what I would call a unique need of a particular customer segment. And Exonify is um, the last of one of those. Uh, We identified a really clear need about seven years ago in the learning space. And so we embarked on this journey to build a technology that would solve that problem uh, for our what we believe to be our customer base. So I've had a long storied history of running technology companies, super fun, um, some great successes, and uh, and this is, I would say, of, of the various ones that I've had, this one by far and away is the most impactful and interesting and um, truly, I think, driving value for our target customers. So, so a couple of years ago, you were a, you were given an award as Canada's leading female entrepreneur. <laughs> that's 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 quite a mantle. Um, um, and so, so, so it'd be interesting to understand how you feel about that. But also, if you've got a couple of, of tidbits that you might want to dispense to the aspiring women entrepreneurs who listen to the show, that, that'd probably be pretty helpful. Yeah, well, thank you for that. I uh, I continue to be surprised that anybody notices. To be honest, I'm just you know working hard like everybody else and trying to do my thing. And uh, when you get recognition, um, it is for me anyway always a surprise and a delight, and really makes me feel quite humble. In fact, it's not me; it's the teams of people that I work with and have worked with over years that really drive our success. And so um, I appreciate it tremendously. Um, but you know, it certainly doesn't go to my head. It's it is truly a team effort. Uh, I would say to your your point at the end about being um, a woman in tidbits for other women, it is the case that I am unusual in the sense that certainly when I was coming up over the last 25 years and building my career, there were very, very few women in technology that I could point to as examples or mentors for me. And so I just took the approach of why not me? Why why can't I achieve um, what up to that point had been success in a largely male-dominated industry? And I, I had a moment of realization probably 15 or 20 years ago where I realized I'm as smart as anybody else. I make good decisions. I sometimes make bad decisions. And I'm completely okay with owning that. And I think women tend to uh, stress about and worry about 
not measuring up and and being an imposter and not being as smart as um, others or or men in particular, and that's just not true. Um, And so I I just think having confidence, uh, believing in yourself, and asking yourself the question over and over again as you look around at everybody else, why not you? Why why not you? Because you are as capable as anybody else. So for all the women out there, go with the why not me message. That's great. Thank thank you so much for that. Um, so so Exonify, tell me tell me about Exonify. It's a micro learning platform. What what in the world is that? Mm-hmm. So we are, uh, as you said, a micro learning platform that is focused on companies that have largely frontline workforces that are often widely geographically dispersed. They're, they tend to be hourly paid, uh, sometimes very high turnover, and it's really, really difficult to train those individuals with consistency and quickly so that for the period of time that you have them, they are as competent as quickly as possible, and they master the material. So we came up with this really unique way that involves a three to five minute a day, highly targeted, personalized experience that adapts to what every single individual knows day in and day out and measures what they know and ties it to the business objective that whatever they're working on is designed to achieve. So if they're selling product, we train them on ways to be more effective at selling. Um, If they happen to be working in an unsafe environment or a risky environment, we can keep them safer. And we do it in that three to five minute a day, fast, gamified experience that is irresistible for those employees. They want to have it, so they do it voluntarily and uh, love it. And they learn much more quickly, and then get the business results that much faster. So, so, so I get the conceptual idea. Give me a, a specific example. How does this work? Sure. Yeah, for sure. So we have many customers, uh, for example, who use it for sales applications. So I'll, I'll give you maybe a couple of examples, one being sales and one being a loss reduction application. So in the case of sales, um, if you have retail associates that are frontline in your stores and those associates are there to sell more product for you, um, as we've had some customers say to us, my objective is that when a customer walks in the store, the retail associate, because they lack confidence or don't have knowledge, don't run in the other direction and hide behind an aisle. And that, in fact, is a common occurrence in retail because the associate is afraid to have to address a question. So what we do is on any device, whether it's the point-of-sale terminal, the individual's mobile device, or some kiosk in a break room, as an example, we allow that retail associate, whenever they have three to five minutes on a shift, to have very granular learning in topic areas that relate to products that they, for example, need to push because they're on promotion, or how to appropriately address a customer so that they feel confident in 
um, answering a customer's question and potentially increasing the basket size and all of the things that that customer purchases. So we grow confidence, we grow knowledge very quickly, which changes that retail associate's behavior to drive sales in those stores much more effectively. So that's a, a sort of revenue growth example. On the expense reduction side, we have many customers who use it to train on topics where they are already incurring and measuring loss. So in warehouses where these employees are doing very risky things like driving forklifts and climbing tall ladders, we train them on topics where that organization is looking to reduce incident rates. And we close those gaps in knowledge person by person in those topic areas and do it very surgically, measure what they know and don't know, work on an individual basis day in and day out. And we tie then what that knowledge looks like to the behaviors exhibited and the actual incident rates. And what we know is if you can drive people to get on, do that three to five minutes a day in those targeted areas, you can drive down the expenses associated with those incidents and losses in a very, very measurable way. So anywhere, anytime, fun, fast, highly targeted, and it really doesn't matter what the content is. So it can drive revenue, reduce expenses, train on HR, um, uh, regulatory type things. The whole point is we drive knowledge and use actually brain science to ensure that knowledge sticks and then gets applied on the job. So so one last question that's sort of content-oriented, and, and then let's dig into, into how it works. The the As I listen to you, describe it, it sounds like you need some sort of a minimum number of people doing the same job for this to make sense. Is that clear? Yeah, it it definitely uh, works better at scale. So uh, you can train one person doing one job, absolutely. But from a um, the machine learning and the AI aspect, the larger the population, the more effective it is. And uh, so from the point of view of being able to uh, apply the, the, um, the processes that give you sort of predictive uh, analytics around, for example, sales growth or expense reduction, uh, and also from a content creation perspective, the larger the population, the better. But we have customers who have, you know, 100 people. Um, all the way to uh, more than a million people and everything in between. Uh, so it really just depends on what you're looking for people to change behavior around based on knowledge. So, so, so you, you just accidentally blew my mind. Um, you said, matter-of-factly just now, that you can produce predictive analytics about revenue. Yeah, you just, yeah absolutely. Did you say that? <laughs> I said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so this is not what I get in my conversations with learning and development people, generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so let let's say let's say you can actually do that, and and, and uh, I don't have any reason to dispute it. But it's 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 quite a claim. Mm-hmm. Nobody, there can't be anybody out in the world who actually believes you the first time you say that. 
I, I would agree with you. There are there are people who believe us, and uh, fortunately, but we do get a lot of disbelief when we let people know that it is possible to predict business outcomes that result from behavior change, that result from what people know. And you can do it at scale. And uh, we've had several customers now who were in that land of disbelief. Like, there's no way that, that you can tell us we are going to sell more of product X if we get people using Exonify three times a week. And they've actually applied their own data scientists to the data to replicate what we're doing because of that disbelief. And, um, you know, I'm smiling because in every case that that's happened, we have been able, they, they validated absolutely everything that we've claimed. So it is possible. Uh, we think we're the only ones doing it. And it is highly valuable for our customers uh, who then can adjust what they're doing as a business to be much more agile and double down on the things that work to make them more successful businesses. That's really, that's really interesting. So, so I wonder if there's a, is there sort of a, a practical limit to this capability? Like, like one of the things that you see L and D departments doing in, in more white collar or more knowledge worker environments is encouraging everybody to take, design thinking classes or, or, or that sort mm-hmm. of thing. It's hard for me to imagine that you can draw a line from design thinking to revenue, <laughs> maybe because there isn't one, but, but um, mm-hmm. um, I, I imagine that, that, that as you, you think about where this, this operation goes in the future, you, you think about heading towards those less direct on the job training and into more ethereal things. So how do you think about the relationship between business outcomes and this kind of faddish mm-hmm. training that, that is, is what people do in larger organizations that don't have the direct mm-hmm. worker to revenue line? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. When you start to get into uh, what I would call more leadership, related topics, things like design thinking, where it's innovative type thinking, that you're looking for people to um, really, you know, get their heads around. What ends up happening is that you really do have to think very, very hard about what is the business outcome that results from what people know and are doing on the job. And sometimes it's difficult with things like leadership training, design thinking training, to see that direct tie to um, to the outcome. So uh, it is, you know, just the state of the technology today. It's um, much more applicable and provable where you have direct business outcomes, which is why we tend to focus on organizations with that frontline workforce. But I can tell you that we also have many customers who do use it for things that are more difficult to measure. And because of the brain science that is involved in the actual learning process, 
What we know is people uh, understand and perceive, even as individuals themselves, that they are learning and retaining and thinking about operationalizing the knowledge that they've gained more effectively. So how that translates in in a design thinking sort of environment is definitely more difficult to prove. Um, But we've got anecdotal evidence that from the learner's perspective, they perceive the way it's done to result in their ability to apply those principles more effectively. So, So did you ever see the movie Clockwork Orange? Years ago, many, many years ago. <laughs> there's, there's one scene in Clockwork Orange where they have the guy sitting in a chair and his eyes are pried open so that he can consume the training. Um, <laughs> and, and, yes. And, and I, think, I think a lot of employees tend to think about training like that, that it's sort of a, okay, hold on, I'm going to have to sit here and get my big dose of this stuff. Um, yeah. um I think you're saying, although we haven't talked about it directly, I think you're saying that that Exonify delivers a different kind of um, experience for employees than the Mm -hmm. come into the room and we're going to fill you up with knowledge and you better pass the test model. That is 100% the reason, in fact, why Exonify exists today. We had an initial customer who said classroom training, LMS training with long, heavy modules is not working to change the behavior in my employees that I need to see. And I need just a better way to get their attention, hold their attention, and turn that into action on the job to help me improve as a business. So we conceived of this idea to completely change that fire hose experience on its head and move away from one-and-done, long-form, not-measurable sorts of experiences. And so for that customer, which is now, you know, was the initial reason we ended up building the company, we created a three to five minute experience that was highly appealing to the individual. So we gamified the experience using uh, about 20 different game mechanics and we used cognitive principles that are actually designed to create memory and retention in the brain faster than anything else. Because a fire hose experience, as it turns out, is about the least effective way to get an employee to remember anything. In fact, as the person is sitting in the classroom or even watching a video that's an hour long, they end up having memory degradation start almost instantly. So by the time they're finished, They don't remember much of what they just heard. And in fact, what we know is that 30 days later, the average human being will only recall about 7 to 10% of what they learned 30 days earlier. So we decided that's not the way to train people. How do you get people to remember long-term and sustain that knowledge forever? And so we incorporated three very core cognitive concepts working with a brain science researcher that we now know create memory and retention of knowledge faster than anything. And it's an experience the employees love because it is fun and fast, 
and personalized to them so that they don't feel like they're just getting one size fits all. They get something that is really closing their knowledge gaps and teaching them something new and they recognize that so they don't get bored with it. And, uh, and, and it's all of those things wrapped together that make it a very, very different experience than simply sitting in a room and having somebody talk at you and have that employer hope you're going to remember anything and use it on the job. Well, that's really interesting. So, so to to drag this over towards the the work that I'm doing, uh, how how are the various intelligent technologies a part of the work that you do? So, there's got to be some machine learning. You've talked about game mechanics. Now, give me a sense of how it all fits together. Yes, yeah, so we do employ a whole bunch of uh, techniques. So, cognitive concepts that have been well proven over the last number of decades to work to um, solidify knowledge in the brain. And so those are very, very key to the algorithm that personalizes the experience to every individual every day. So absolutely critical to the Exonify platform is uh, the algorithm that incorporates that personalized adaptive uh, brain science-based experience. We then collect, as a result of that three to five minutes a day, all kinds of data around things like um, what was the job type uh, that the individual is engaged in? Uh, what's the knowledge that they were delivered today? Did they know or not know that knowledge? What game did they choose to play? How well did they do in that game? How long did it take them to go through the learning session? Uh, how long have they been on the platform? We collect in any single session somewhere between 15 and 20 discrete data points across all of those factors that then get aggregated many, many ways. And so we take that data and we apply uh, the machine learning to the data to be able to extract the relevant themes and the statistical correlations with um, all of those factors together, but also tied to the business outcome. So we have many customers who allow us to know on an ongoing basis what their sales are, for example, what their losses are. And the machine learning and AI takes the learning data we collect with every session and the business data marries those together and then extracts the key themes. So we can say, you know, if you, for example, get your employees playing games more often than not as part of the learning experience, because they don't have to, but if you do get them to play games, then they will participate two times more a week on average, and if they participate two times more a week, their knowledge in these key topic areas that directly correlate to your revenue generation will grow more quickly and it will drive your sales by an extra 4% next month. So it's a very, very robust end-to-end closed-loop uh, type of experience with lots of different tools and technologies applied to all of that data 
to be able to um, extract and then elevate and expose statistical themes and actions that result from learning. So, so what are the ethical issues you worry about in this process? You, you're, you're now in, in the world where, where you are um, generating the machine manipulation of human emotion and cognition, and, and so there must be some um, places where you think there ought to be guardrails or you're worried about the guardrails. What, where, where do you sit on all of that? Well, one of the questions um, that we've had customers ask, and, you know, I would say in a very small number of cases, their learners or employees ask is, how is this data being used, uh, you know, from a performance evaluation perspective? So, for example, if I'm a truck driver and I keep not getting questions right in, you know, various topics that relate to truck driving safety, uh, am I going to be fired? Um, how does that, you know, get exposed to my supervisors and then used against me in those sorts of situations? Um, we've been able to mitigate that objection quite effectively. We we haven't had any customers use the data punitively against their employees. It's really there from the perspective of trying to make the programs better and more effective to grow the skills and knowledge of your employee sets. So that's one sort of worry we had in the early days. Would How would that data be used? Because you, you know, you know, somebody's sitting in a classroom and they're getting trained and they leave the room, you have no idea what they know and don't know. Were they daydreaming for an hour? Were they thinking about dinner last night or what they're doing tonight? You just simply don't know. And until something negative usually happens on the job and you understand, oh, my gosh, they don't understand something, and now we have to address this, um, those, those are the traditional ways we've trained people and kind of understood their levels of knowledge. With Exonify, you know specifically what every single person knows and doesn't know in all the topics that matter. So the use of that data, uh, we did worry initially, would potentially be used. But we, to date, seven years later, uh, are happy to say our customers use it in very positive ways to lift up and enable their workforces. And given the skill shortage, the labor shortage, people can't afford to not be skilling up their people in the most effective way possible. So that was, that was kind of, I would say, the biggest um, ethical issue that we had. Um, you know, beyond that, uh, we don't collect what I would call a ton of personally identifiable information. Many times our customers give us just employee numbers, um, you know, so we don't get things like birth dates so that we know the age of the individual and can expose, like if you're 70 years old in the workplace, as many people are today, that somehow um, data is being used against you as an older employee versus a 30-year-old in the workplace, for example. We don't tend to collect that level of data. We don't need it. And, uh, and so we don't get into some of those more granular ethical situations. 
That's interesting. I have I have a million more questions for you, but we are nearing the end of our time together. So 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 we'll have to get you back and and go a little deeper on some things. Um, it's been a, it's been a great conversation. Thank you so much. Would you take time to reintroduce yourself and tell people how they can find out more? Absolutely. So this is Carol Lehman. I'm the CEO of Exonify. We are uh, the world-leading micro-learning platform that gets you a business outcome based on knowledge. And if you'd like to learn more, please visit our website at www.exonify.com. A week, if you just type in Exonify in a search engine, uh, you will very easily be able to find us. And we've got a team of people uh, waiting to answer any of your questions. Well, thanks again for doing this, Carol. I really appreciate the time. Um, you've been listening to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations, and we've been talking with Carol Lehman, and you spell her last name L-E-A-M-A-N, who is the CEO of Exonify, and it is a company worth checking out. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you here next week. Thanks very much. Bye-bye now, and thanks again, Carol. 